This is a podcast from the Dunlop MSA British Touring Car Championship. For more information, visit www.btcc.net. Joining me here at Autosport International 2016 is David Anderson, ITV's uh, commentator for the British Touring Car Championship and a man who knows the championship inside out is Matt James of Motorsport News. Good afternoon to you both uh, uh, gentlemen here at Autosport. I'll come to you first if you don't mind, David. Um, this show, it's all about new unveilings, new news and stuff like that. We've had a few bits of news that have come through the pipeline over the past couple of days. What's exciting? to do most I think today the Jack Goff announcement at BMW ah. because we're, we're talking now what a day two days on from the Subaru announcement I mean that in itself is very exciting and it's a new car um, it's going to be fascinating to see how long it takes that to, to get up to speed is it going to be a winner first time out question mark uh, Jack Goff into a BMW we know he's a touring car race winner he's been on the, the cusp of delivering and he's been there or thereabouts got that breakthrough win last year there's bags more potential I'm excited for him as a guy because I know how hard he has worked to try and get onto a touring car grid and then stay on a touring car grid and here he is with a big backer in IHG still got his personal sponsors but hopefully that now can take some of the pressure of survival away from him and he can just concentrate on racing he doesn't have to think about damage bills he can get his elbows out and go for every position and, and force away through to the front it's a fantastic career move for him if you look at his career where he's actually going to go to isn't it and hopefully now we can see the true potential that Jack Goff we believe has actually got yeah, I mean, he's, he's going to a good car. Uh, we know it's a good car because of what Colin Turkington did in two years ago. I know last year wasn't quite as successful, but it was still a race winner. Uh, and he's with a team, WSR, Dick Bennett's team, that's got a fantastic history in motor racing, not just touring cars, yeah. but Formula 3 before that. You know, you bring out the cliche about them winning F3 with Ayrton Senna, but they didn't do that by luck. You know, there's a really good brains trust at that squad, and it will do Jack a lot of good to hook up with them. It certainly will. Matt, James, you go along with David? Absolutely right, and I think it's... Uh, yeah, great news for Jack but what's interesting is you know Tom Ingram signing re-signing as well with Speedworks yeah. you know it's kind of the, the fresh wave of touring car talent that we've got coming to the front at the moment and also coming to the top drives giving them a chance to to, to sort of shine you know we all know Jason Plato and Matt Neal have been around forever they're not going to last forever there's no. going to be a new generation of drivers coming and I think Jack and, and Tom Ingram particularly are going to spearhead that yeah I think the championship uh, Matt appreciates holding on to the likes of Jack Goff Tom Ingram and I suppose we could even say Andrew Jordan as well, you know, those youngsters that are going to be the stars of the future. We're delighted that they're staying in this championship for at least another year. Absolutely, and, and you know, we've we mentioned Jason and Matt Neal, and it's good that they're there because they give a decent benchmark to a young driver coming into the championship. You know, if you can measure a young driver against the likes of Jason Blaser and Matt Neal, and if they can beat them, then you know that they, they really are performing at the top of their game. So it's, you know, as much as it's nice to have this young talent there, you do need the benchmarks there, um, and you know, you'll see some of them humbled this year, I'm sure. Yeah, Warren Scott never fails to amaze to see what he is trying to do you know with this BMR team the fact now that he's brought uh, Subaru in David it's it's a you know something that we shouldn't be surprised about I don't think but what a fantastic addition to the championship it's another brand it's it raises the profile of the championship because it's another manufacturer now marketing on the back of it selling cars on the back of it it's taking Subarus to a different audience because really their reputation has been based on success in rallying 
and to a, a given market, really. But this is taking it to a family audience, you know, an, an estate car, a family car. That's where the BTCC scores because it allows manufacturers to market and then sell, hopefully, a successful product based on what people see on the racetrack. And I think for Subaru to come into circuit racing is a very good thing uh, and to do it with a, a, a different program like an estate car like the Lavorg, which I think very few people know exist. You know, you yeah. think Subaru, you think Impreza, you think rallying. Well, here's something very different. You can understand why Subaru is doing it, actually, because yeah. straight away people are talking about this car that they didn't really understand existed on Monday afternoon. Yeah, exactly. And Matt, you would have thought that from Subaru's point of view, what a championship to, to be involved in. They must know just how highly regarded this championship is. Yeah, and, and David's right. It's all about changing perceptions for Subaru. And um, yeah. talking to Warren Scott and Jason Plato, saying that the Subaru are already very, very engaged with this. They're, they're very enthusiastic about it, very excited about it. And, you know, the image that we've got of Subaru is something that's set probably 15, 20 years ago uh, with the Impressors and the rallying, like David said. So to modernise, you know, Subaru's a company has moved on and this is the right platform to tell the world that they've done so. So for them, it's, you know, it's wonderful and it's great for the B2CC that it's attracted another manufacturer. To, go on, say, go on, David. Uh, only about, you, you're right about saying Warren Scott, you know, never ceases to amaze because no. he came into the championship the same year I did in 2013. That was his first year. And he was at the back of the grid in a raggy old yeah. Seat that sometimes didn't even get into the race because it had all sorts of mechanical problems and, you know, he was almost grateful for people to go and talk to him because he wasn't a factor. And it was, you know, who's who's this bloke? He's done a bit of Lotus racing and he's he's out of bikes. Yeah, he's a farmer. Yeah, he's at the back <laughs> in a in a car that's not very reliable. And now everybody wants to talk to him. I know. And he has delivered way in excess, I think, of anything anybody ever thought he might. You know, they thought, well, a few seasons he might, he might, you know, improve as a driver. He's improved as a driver. He's gone out and made his team a huge team. You know, he's he's brought new machinery into the championship. He's got star drivers. He's won races. He's won titles. It's astonishing in such a short space of it's time. It's not bad in three years, or no. two and a bit years. With regards to the championship, we saw once again 2016, 2015, just how competitive, how exciting this championship is. Are we going to see a repeat of that in 2016? Well, I hope so. I mean, that final round with Gordon Shedden taking the championship was fantastic. And there's no reason to suggest that you won't have as good, if not an even better season, because you've got an even more competitive grid. You've got the likelihood of wins being shared around an even greater number of drivers as the likes of Adam Morgan for example and Tom Ingram improve they're going to be up there fighting for victories more often um, we know that the championship with the, the reverse grids and the ballast and there are tweaks to the regulations this coming season as well all engender close racing it's going to have to go some to capture the drama of that last round yeah. at Browns Hatch of, of uh, 2015 but there's no reason to suggest it won't I mean you can you can look at, at half the entry and say well they, sh they, they have a chance of winning the championship um, so many drivers have a chance of winning races. What's the maximum we've had in a year? 11, and we could top that uh, in 2016. Quite easily. Yeah, because as I say, Tom Ingram, you, you could add to that list of potential first-time winners. Adam Morgan should be out there. Adam Moffat perhaps could have a breakthrough win, plus all the regulars yeah. that, that win multiple races over the course of a season. Uh, there's a heck of a lot to look for. Uh, and as we stand here now in, in early January, there's still, what, a dozen or so seats that aren't confirmed or aren't filled. There are still teams doing deals, still drivers doing deals. So, you know, we're all excited now, but the story's not over. No, not we're, over at all. Nowhere near. No. And Gordon Shedden, I must touch on him, the, the reigning champ, the way that he won last year's championship. Matt, I was most impressed in that new car, the new Honda Civic Type R. 
to me, he's going to be the man to beat again because of the way he performed last year. I would put my money on, as it stands, Gordon Shedding retaining the title. You're a brave man to say that I in early January. But I was so impressed by the way that he won it, Matt. Yeah, he, he was exemplary last season. Didn't really have any DNFs. Never really got involved in accidents. Fantastic at carrying the full ballast on the Honda Civic Type R. Brilliant at overtaking. Qualifying very, very strong. You know, there were some super qualifying performances, Rockingham and Silverstone particularly. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be he's going to be hard to beat, but as we've mentioned, BTCC can can deliver anything. So, um, you know, they're going to make some tweaks to that car over the winter. Everyone's got the new RML kit that's coming out, but Honda have made even more advances on other areas of the car that they've tweaked from the end of last year. So the car will be faster. That's going to be frightening for everybody else. Yeah, it certainly is. And you hate this question. I'm going to ask you both about who you think could win the title, but not just that question as well. Maybe a surprise person or package within this year would be what, David? We'll look at the likes of Josh Cook. We've spoken about a few youngsters that maybe could shine. Where do you think the surprise is going to come from? And who do you think is in with a good shout for that title? How long have you got? Championship, well, I would go, championship, I would say, would go down to a fight between Andrew Jordan and Gordon Shepard. Okay. Based on, as you as rightly say... on his car here at the show. On, on Andrew's car. What, Andrew's car. Uh, as you were saying, Ooh, man. <laughs> based on what Gordon did last yeah. year, he is one of the best drivers on the grid. No question. Andrew has come out all guns blazing, as has Motorbase. You know, they've announced the deal early December. They've already gone testing. And the Ford focuses were very, very good at the end of last year. Andrew's not forgotten how to drive. So he's a champion in a race-winning car. If everything carries on as it should, then that's going to be up there and hard to beat as well. So championship, I would say, between those two. Now, that's not to take anything away from Team BMR, but I just wait to see how long it's going to be before that Lavorg is a race winner. It could be in round one. It could yeah. be a bit later. We wait and see. Jack Goff to win more races in the BMW. Tick. Tom Ingram to win a race or more. Tick. Aidan Moffat to win a race. Tick. Um, it's hard to say who the real surprises are going to be because we don't know the full entry list yet. Um, but I think, you know, with, with people like Rob Austin not having to worry about running a team and just going racing, he's going to be up there more often because A, it's a change of machinery into the Toyota Avensis, but B, he doesn't have to worry about all the off-track pressures. And we know that he's a quick driver. Um, the biggest surprise? I don't know. I think Aidan Moffat's going to have a breakthrough, yeah. Aiden he would Moffitt. be my prediction. There you go. Matt, James? Took the worst from my mouth. I was going to mention Aidan. Were you? Really improved a lot, a heck of a lot last year. And, uh, and you, you think know, he can continue to improve yeah. so much yeah. that he's going to really shine this year? He's, he's still only a teenager. Right? He's got lots and lots yeah. to learn. And he is learning from, from his mistakes and getting faster. Um, in terms of championship material, I agree with David and Andrew Jordan. It's definitely yeah. a strong shout. I know we don't know what the Subaru is going to do yet, but I think it's time for Colin Turkington to bounce back a little bit because he was put in the shade a little bit by Jason last yeah. year. He's back to a rear-wheel drive car that he knows very, very well. Um, it's going to be so the design is going to be helped along by his engineer Kevin Berry, so he's going to know what to get the most out of it to help Colin. Um, I just got a feeling Colin will come back a little bit more into the limelight. So this it's year. exciting, guys, because we just don't know, do we? It's lovely. Mm -hmm. That's really why good. we love it, don't we? It's great. Fantastic, yeah. David, Matt. Thank you so much indeed. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks, Cheers. Mike.